Hey there. Thank you for listening to the Wesley Memorial Podcast. This is Clark Chilton, Associate Pastor of Contemporary Worship and Evangelism. For the month of September, we're going to be looking at what the Bible says about family. And the sermon series we're doing is called Family Life. We're going to look at some of the practical things the Bible has to say about marriage, singleness, parenting, and more. So dig in with us. We hope this series is a blessing to you. And thanks again for listening. Our text for the day is found in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them down on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. We are talking about parenting our children. The text for today comes from the book of Deuteronomy. And in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking to the children of Israel as they are preparing to enter the land of promise and to create lives there. And here in this text, in the sixth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, we find one of the most significant texts of the Old Testament. We find a text that is the core and the foundation of Israel's faith. It's verse 4 of chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. That is referred to in the Jewish faith as the Shema, because in the Hebrew it says Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. And Shema is listen. And this phrase that we find here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, really is, in a sense, almost the the creed of the faith of Israel. It it is a creed, a, a statement of faith, that Jews recite two times a day, usually according to tradition. It is a creed, a statement of faith, that they try to recite as they're dying, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. In a sense, this is their pledge of allegiance to the one true God. It is a statement of wholehearted and single-minded devotion to God. And you hear here in the text that this single-minded and wholehearted devotion to the true God issues in a life of love to this God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In other words, you should love the Lord your God with everything that you are and everything that you have. Of course, Jesus in the Gospels quoted this text, the Shema, as the great commandment. But he added to this text a text from the book of Leviticus that says we're to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So this is Jesus' great 
commandment. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your might, and you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. So this is to be the statement of faith that is to organize and direct the living of the Israelites. This is the text that should direct everything in their life. And that's why you hear in the text, after you've been given the Shema and been commanded to love the Lord your God with all that you are, these words, keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart, recite them to your children and talk about them when you're at home and when you're away, when you lie down and when you rise, bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead. In Orthodox Judaism, those are the phylacteries, the little boxes that they'll place on their foreheads and their arms when they pray. And then it says, and write them, these commandments, these words, on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And we still see the little mezuzot on the doorpost of Orthodox Jewish homes today as they seek to keep this commandment. So this text is central to the faith of the Israelites. This text was central to the faith of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah who came for the world. But it is fascinating to me that when this pivotal text is giving, given, as soon as it's given, we hear these words. Recite them to your children and talk about them. When you are at home, and when you are away, when you lie down, and when you rise. So you hear the core conviction of the Old Testament faith, the core conviction that formed the faith of Jesus of Nazareth. And as soon as you hear it, what you're told is to recite them to your children and talk to them about this. Friends, I would like to speak directly to parents for a few moments. And even, even if you're not biological parents, there is perhaps some children in your life that are looking to you for parenting. Parents, what do you wish most for your children? Good education? a good job eventually, that they become productive members of society, that they become kind, loving human beings, that they obtain a realistic degree of happiness in this life, that they become great people, and that they participate in a lot of enriching relationships in their lives. Those are all wonderful things, and we all wish those for our children but as Christ followers, the thing that we wish most for our children is that they develop a deep relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We need to remind ourselves that God is more concerned about their holiness than their happiness. And we need to remind ourselves that the surest path to happiness is by way of holy living with a holy Heart. Parents have this responsibility. If you're a Christ follower, if you 
if you worship the God of Jesus Christ through the power and the presence of Jesus Christ, the faith formation of children should be a preeminent focus of our lives. I'm so grateful that my parents made sure that I was in church every Sunday. That was important in the home in which I was being raised. And in so many, many ways, those hours that I spent in church with other Christians being formed in my faith became definitive for who I have become. I know here at Wesley Memorial Church, we are very concerned about the ways that we raise the children up in the faith. And we have wonderful programs and wonderful ministries, wonderful leaders to make sure that we love our children well and that we love them into a profound relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So I'm so grateful for what we offer here at Wesley Memorial Church to help children be raised in the faith. And I'm so grateful that I was raised in the faith and that my parents took it as a heavy responsibility to pass the faith along to me. We need to also remember that as parents, it is primarily our responsibility to raise our children in the faith. Moses says, recite them to your children, your children, and talk about them when you are at home. So we bear primary responsibility for seeing that the little ones in our midst grow up to be the people that God and Jesus Christ wishes for them to become. It is the primary responsibility of parents. I, I think about how Jesus was raised there in Nazareth. Now, as Christians, we profess that Jesus is 100% human and 100% God. I know that is impossible mathematics, but it's good theology. I believe that Jesus, when he was raised there in Nazareth, he was impacted by his parents. And his parents saw to it that he was raised in the faith. They took him to Jerusalem for the major Jewish festivals. You recall perhaps when he was 12 years old that they left him behind there in Jerusalem. When they went back to find him, he was at the temple there with the elders. And you also recall that in the life of Jesus, at the very beginning of his ministry, when he's out in the desert preparing for his ministry, and Satan comes to tempt him, every temptation that Satan brought to Jesus was met with a passage of scripture. You know, I don't think that he knew that scripture because of his divine nature. I think he knew that scripture because his parents, Mary and Joseph, took seriously the responsibility of raising their child in the faith. Because that would have just been a typical Jewish home there in the first century. So we need to remember that it is our primary responsibility as parents to train up our children in the way that they should go. And while we seek the best schools for our children, while we seek the best Christ-centered churches for our children, and that is a great benefit for our children, we cannot abdicate our responsibility to anyone else in the raising of our children 
in the faith. Recite them to your children and talk about them at home. That's almost the first thing we're told here in the book of Deuteronomy when we're given this core statement about the faith of Israel. So parents, I hope that you pray for your children. I hope that you teach your children the faith. I hope that you live the faith in front of your children because no amount of teaching can undo the life that they see us live. So I hope that you will live that consistent faith, that consistent walk with Jesus Christ in front of your children. They are watching us oh so closely. None of us will do it perfectly as parents. As a matter of fact, on many occasions, we will not even parent well. None of us as parents will get through the stage of parenting our children to adulthood without some regrets, perhaps a number of regrets. My children are ages 30 and 33, and I know that I made many mistakes in raising them. I know that they, like all children, all of us, need to get to that point in their life where they forgive their parents for the mistakes that their parents made. None of us are born into a family of perfect parents. I know that when we are born into this world, we think our parents are omniscient, omnipotent, they're perfect, they can do everything. And it's not long before our parents let us down. So all of us have to get to that place in our life where we forgive our parents for not being the perfect parents that we thought they were or that we wanted. We will all get through our life of parenting with some regrets. That's why I'm so grateful for the forgiving love of God and Jesus Christ. But here's, here's our hope. Our hope is that after we have parented our children, whether our biological children or the children that, for whatever reason, God sends into our lives, that we can look back over our parenting and say, with God's help, I did the best that I could. So parents, I hope that in the midst of getting all that you can get for your children, in the midst of giving all that you can give to your children, that you make a priority of giving them a faith in God through Jesus Christ that will sustain them throughout life, that will help them find abundant, victorious living. Friends, I want us to take a few moments this morning and pray for the children in our world. This is a hard time to be a child this is a hard age in which to be raised. I don't think we've ever had an easy age for children to be raised. But I think in some ways there are some unique challenges in our age today. And particularly for those of us who are Christ followers who want to impart the faith of Jesus Christ to our children, we are faced with so many challenges in this age. 
Unlike our ancestors, there are so many other influences that come into the life of our children. There was a period in human history that it was family and people like the family, people who held the same values perhaps as the family that surrounded the children as they were being raised. Very little outside influence. But now there's so many influences that bombard our children. That's why we need to be very faithful praying for our children, teaching our children the faith, and living the faith consistently in front of them. But I want us right now to pray for our children. Would, would you pray for me? Pray with me. Gracious God, we thank you for the precious gift of life. We especially thank you for the children that you have entrusted to us. Help us to see them as the great gift that they are from you to us. Remind us that they were yours before they were ever ours. As our children grow, help us to be good examples to them always. And send them people into their lives that will enrich them in the faith of Jesus Christ. May the children always see our love and devotion for Christ. Grant all children the gift of godly parents, whether they're biological parents or people that you send into their lives to help them encounter you. May the children see you in all of us. Oh God, help us to love the children as you love the children. Help us to give them the greatest of all gifts, a relationship with you. God, we acknowledge that being a parent is a very difficult task. But we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Forgive us for the times when we have failed you and failed our children. When we've given them everything but a relationship with you. Bless our children, God, with healthy spirits, minds, and bodies. Help them always to live in the light of Christ. Help our children and all who serve them during these challenging days. Protect their minds and their hearts from the evil in this world. Protect them from the dangers of this age. May our children, may our children know you as their rock, their refuge, and their shield. We ask this for the sake of our children through the powerful intercession of Jesus Christ. Amen.